Welcome back. You got the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017 TheHammer.com. The 1017 The Hammer mobile app works for you as well on Apple CarPlay. So download it, use it, and of course you can tell your Alexa to play 1017 The Hammer. All right, over to our Hammerhead hotline we go. Tom Deanhart of GoldenBlack.com is here with us. Finally, it is game week, and uh, we're starting to get a little bit of normalcy here. Tom, always great to have you on, my friend. I know you were busy uh, earlier today. We finally got a Jeff Brom press conference, and you know things are finally back into the groove, aren't they? Jared Jessalias, yes, my friend. It's great, always good to hear your voice. Football's here. I would associate you with football, my friend. You're, you're a Pennsylvania guy. You're a Western Pennsylvania that's guy. Right. That's right. That's 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 football heaven right there. But mm-hmm. I digress. I always think of Ampipe and Tom Cruise, but I digress even further. Uh, um, that's probably that's, that's probably reference way over your head to a movie called All the Right Moves. All the Right Moves. That's where they filmed it, man. They filmed it up in uh, was it Monroeville? Where the heck was that? It'll come to me before the end of the interview. You wait it was and see. A, it, was a gray, it was a gray, dying steel town, Jared. Yeah, no. it's a, Like most of them are out there, my friend. You drive through, you see it. I mean, no, I know all the right moves as a Pittsburgh movie. Come on now. Give me a little oh, bit more I, credit than that one. I just okay. got to remember the name of the town. Okay. But, yeah, you know, it was, you're right. We had Jeff Brom today, 11 a.m. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's just nice to have a game week here. You kind of get into a routine and, Boy, they end up going real, real fast, Jared. I'll be honest with y'all. We're going to look up, my friend. You're going to be wrapping Christmas gifts. I don't know where the season went, but yeah, we got Jeff today, and and yeah, Oregon State's going to be rolling in here in a couple of days, and uh, Purdue's given I think seven, seven and a half, and questions abound for both these teams. They're very similar, Jared. I'm questions on defense for both teams. And quarterback, you know, Oregon State still trying to figure out who their guy is. Purdue, of course, made their choice late last week. Jack Plummer, the Richard Jr. Uh, Oregon State's got a very good offensive line. All five starters are back. So just some interesting matchups at Oregon State O-line versus the Purdue D-line. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, and you know what I hear? The weather's supposed to be great Saturday night for kickoff at 7 p.m. And I was told today by one athletic department official that this thing could come close to being a sellout. Ooh, I like that. So get the tickets now. I'll actually have tickets for you guys to uh, win tomorrow if you're uh, listening to the show. Uh, we'll make sure we hook you up. Tom Deanhart on with us on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline from GoldenBlack.com. I thought another really positive thing uh, that Jeff Brom mentioned was the uh, vaccination status of his team as well. Seems awfully high, and uh, you like to hear that, especially if you're a Colts fan today and you, you heard the personnel that you just lost to the COVID list this week. Um, seems pretty nice uh, that Jeff Brom and company have got that number up into the mid-90s, huh? Yeah, it's something you can control, you know, to a degree. I mean, I guess you can still get COVID with the vaccine, but you don't have to subject yourself um, to the protocols they had last year, Jared. Um, the only way you have to quarantine is, you know, you don't have to quarantine, I don't think, Jared, it, it, even if you have the vaccination and, uh, and are, are coming down symptomatic. So, yeah, you know, 95% and above is what Coach Brom said, great vaccination rate. Like I said, it doesn't guarantee you anything, but it's a heck of a good starting point to maybe sit on this virus as a team as you're moving forward trying to navigate this season because we all know the Big Ten last week or two made their announcement that for some reason one team cannot participate in the game because of a roster being compromised by COVID. It goes down as a forfeit for that team and a victory for the other team. So, different deal than last year. They're not going to try to reschedule these games either, Jared. So the, the, the urgency to stay healthy 
is much more vital this year. And I'm sure we're going to have some bumps in the road here along this, this uh, three-month or so season. But I think, by and large, my fingers are crossed that most of these games are going to get played with our rosters getting torn apart like we saw last year, starting, of course, with, uh, again, the Boilermakers and the Beavers here coming up soon. Have we heard anything new on Samson James? Is this, I mean, look, yeah. I, I understand the NCAA is very fickle, uh, but it seems to me that they have been making more and more exceptions as of late. Even late ones uh, like James seem to be getting the A-OK. So I know Jeff Brown thinks that uh, this probably isn't going to happen, but we've, have we heard anything new? He talked about that today. He was asked about that, and they remain, you know, he remains optimistic. Um, they're doing all they can to get him ready, Jared. In case they do get the green light, they want to make sure he's as up to speed as he can be. Uh, given he's only been on campus, well, for oh my, it's a little over a week at, at the most. So, um, yeah, they're, they're still pushing through, trying to get that waiver for immediate eligibility. You know, one stick in the mud, you know, the fact that he actually practiced with Indiana during training camp, I think could be an impediment. So, never say never, but I'll tell you what the vibe I get seems to be that it's still going to be a heck of a long shot for it to happen this year. Um which would be unfortunate, but, you know, I think Purdue can get by with, with King Daru and Xander Horvath. I think you'd like to have another veteran option at your running back core because they lost the two transfers last year. You know, Tyreek Murphy and Dejon Hewitt really chipped away at their depth. But, again, my guess, and it's just a guess, is it's going to be a long shot if we see Samson James carrying the ball for the Boilers in 2021. They have to wait until 2022, buddy. You know, we always speculated, Tom, about who was going to be the starting quarterback, and uh, of course, it, it it falls to Plummer. Plummer's the guy. Um, you know, you had said as much. It was you felt like it was his to lose. How does that how does that hierarchy look then? So we know it's Plummer top, but who comes in second there? Is it Aiden O'Connell or is it uh, Austin Burton? You think, or are we just going to get the old classic? Uh, it's Burton or O'Connell on that depth chart when it officially gets released. If the ores between names, right? Yeah, gosh, um, I don't want to go back to that again. <laughs> I think uh, there was there was no depth chart released today, Jared. Typically, and since I've been covering the team on at these Monday pressers, they hand out the game notes that day right before the press, and in those game notes, typically is the depth chart, and there were no game notes distributed today. Thus, no depth chart, nothing on the website that I saw either. Not that that's a big deal, but. Um, now, as far as the pecking order of quarterback, Jared, um, Jeff Brom said last Thursday, he really didn't say, honestly, who the number two quarterback was. I have to think it's Aiden O'Connell. Um, but I think the important thing to know here is Jeff Brom has said time and again he's not afraid to use multiple quarterbacks. I would not be shocked, Jared, nor would anybody be shocked if we see multiple quarterbacks play Saturday night. In Ross State Stadium, he said that he has packages worked up for all these guys. You could see Austin Burton use situationally, say, on third and one, just snapping the ball, let him make a move to try to get a first down by carrying it or doing something near the goal line like that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see certain certain down and distance circumstances dictate maybe the use of a different quarterback. Maybe not rampant, but again, I think they want to try to maximize everybody's talents as much as they can. But again, Plummer's the guy out of the gate. I got to think though, Jeff, if he comes out throwing throwing BBs and missiles, and is looking good. I don't think he's going to get hooked for anybody. Um, but again, I think that's the hope, Jared. And I think that's got to happen this year. 
in my mind, if Purdue wants to take the next step of the program here under Jeff Brom, they need more from the quarterback spot. And this, is, this has got to be Jack Plummer's time. Four years on campus. He's started nine games. He knows the system. He has experience. It's time for him to, uh, I think, take ownership here and, and kick this thing up a notch. Yeah, because I don't like this three quarterback thing. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't like. I don't like putting Austin Burton cold to try to go out there and use his legs to pick up because they they know exactly what's going to happen. Nobody wants to put a quarterback in who hasn't even you know thrown a football and gotten warmed up. I mean, I guess you could kind of stay warmed up on the sideline, you know, throughout the game. But I mean, come on, let's let's be honest. How often is the third string guy just going to stay loose for the entire day? I mean, it's just yeah, it, it just. It seems ridiculous to me that you would do something like that. You're right. You know what? That's they, a guess. Yeah, that's a guess. Now I'm going to say that Oregon State does use a quarterback of that, of just that same exact way I described. Jared, his last name's Coletto. He's actually a defensive back, and they bring him in to take snaps and run the football exclusively in situations. So that's just that's just me spitballing as far as Purdue and Austin Burton. Okay. But we've seen, we've seen other teams do this with quarterbacks. That, yeah. Yeah, everybody knows they're going to get the ball and run, but a lot of times they still can't be stopped for a yard or two, which is typically all you need. Like uh, Nate Barrett always used to tell us on the show, you know, hey, if you've got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks, right? I mean, you want to see one of these yeah, guys take over and be the guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough under, under Brom, Jared. Um, because of injury, He's yet to have one quarterback start every game in a season. Every year there's been at least two starting quarterbacks because of injury. You have to go back to 2016, Darrell Hazel's last year, to find the last time Purdue went 1-12 to in game for the quarterback, and that was David Blau. Uh, so, yeah, I think you have to go back either further to find the time it happened before Blau. Yeah, I know, because so we went through the whole ACL thing for a long time, didn't we? And you think about Purdue, Jared, cradle of quarterbacks, Boy, I mean, I've been around here for a long time. I'm a fossil, Jared. And, I, <laughs> and for most, most of my life, you could always kind of prove having an NFL-caliber quarterback. One thing they always had, and my gosh, it's, it's really been a while since they've had one of those guys that wows you, like a Jim Everett who's going to be back this weekend. A guy like that or a Kyle Orton. You know, those, one of those guys that you look at on Saturday, you go, you know, we got a chance every Saturday because of that guy taking a snap. It's been a long time since Purdue's had a quarterback like that. Why are you gonna leave out Joey Elliott like that, man? Come on! It was good. He, he, I love Joey. Joey's fine. He was fine, and you know uh, Elijah Sinlar, Jared. I'll be honest with you, Elijah Sinlar. If he could have stayed healthy, yeah, I think I think he could. He was a gunslinger, man. He came out firing in 2019 that Nevada game, and then he of course got hurt against Vandy late, and it just got to be a mess for him. But that was a guy, boy. That was NFL in my mind. And, again, he just had so many injuries, he just decided to cash it in. Probably he's smart. He's making good money already, working up in Tipton, I think, for I think it's Fiat Automotive as an engineer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you leave out a guy like Danny Etling that was here, you know, and, of course, there's the yeah, change of guard and everything. Too. But he went on to a little bit of an NFL career, too. I mean, the backup imagine stuff, but the Dan, money's yeah, still good. Imagine, imagine Danny Etling if, if Jeff Blom could have maybe worked with him. <sighs> That, yeah. been, that, that could have been really interesting. He was a big-time recruit out of Terre Haute, and that, that would have been fun to have seen him. And we got, we got Brady Allen coming up next year, so that's the kind of guy that kind of wows you physically. And have you seen his stats the first two weeks, Jared? Yes, yeah, so he uh, took it to Columbus North I saw week one, so that, that's the one that stood out to me. The well, Who did they play the second week? Was it New Pat? Well, they, no. Yeah, 
Yeah, we Brian Newbert's got the updates on all the recruits on the website today, and they they beat New Albany this last. That's week, who it was. Another big day. Another yeah. big day for. Uh, well, so, yeah, Albany's a little bit smaller, but at the same time, like the for three A school to go up there and and take it to Columbus, Columbus North, North, that that, that gets yeah. that gets my attention. Yep, you're right. So he's 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 the kind of guy that could be maybe that wow guy. I don't want to get him on Plumber yet, but uh, by any stretch of imagination, we got Michael Lamo too. Yeah. And uh, maybe Michael's incubating. This is year two, and uh, maybe by next fall, next camp, boy, that's a guy that, that, that has me intrigued at the very least, I'll tell you that. What, what is it about him that has you intrigued? Are you just hearing things it's from practice? Are you seeing stuff? What are you, what's going on? Yeah, talking to coaches and the little bit of practices that we got to see, uh, talking to Michael myself, too. You know, We talked to him after practice this, 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 this August. Big kid, um, big arm. And, uh, again, just that combination of size and arm, I think. I mean, he kind of comes off with a little bit of a swagger, too, and I think all the good quarterbacks have a little bit of a swagger to him. He's still a young guy, but uh, there seems to be something there to work with. We'll see if we'll see if the coaches can bring it out of him. Tom Deanhart, GoldenBlack.com. I'll tell you what, you're going to be checking there every day this week. Get you ready for uh, game night on Saturday night against Oregon State, buddy. I'm sure I'll see you when I get on down there on Saturday. Can't wait. And I know you're going to uh, call in for a Boiler Game Day on Saturday as well. Get us the latest. I always appreciate having you, man. You, you're always doing such a great job with us. Uh, you do a great job on Golden Black with uh, Alan and Brian as well. So, man, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. You bet. Go in, Pipe. <laughs> Take care, buddy. <laughs> we got a break. We'll come back and, uh, you know, we'll get you more Hammer Down Show next on.